0: peace and blessings everybody you're listening to the good brother experience where it is i the good brother the original black man i am reek what you doing how you doing how you been for starters drink that water secondarily rate review and subscribe to my show the more ratings you give me the more reviews you give me the more lit i become Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that is goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. So before I get into anything, right, about why this episode took so long, why it's out on Friday as opposed to Monday and everything else, let me just tell you about something transformative that happened to me on Monday. But in order for me to tell you what happened to me on Monday in regards to something being transformative, I have to go 24 hours prior. So I wake up on Sunday, lay in my bed, I scratch my chest because I have eczema. It's like I have fucking body armor or lizard skin. All this shit is fucked up, right? Still haven't quite found the ointment to get these rashes under control. So I'm scratching up a storm. <laughs> Watching television, things of that nature. Relaxing my body, relaxing my mind, relaxing my spirit. Then I receive a phone call from one of the homies. Yo, what you doing? Like my nigga, I'm chilling, watching football. Yo, you over here, watching a game, whatever. Um, The bar that we go into, I know the owner and shit like that. Drinks are super cheap, just pull up on me. So I do just that. I go, I pull up on the brethren, right? I have a few beers then we go to another spot i have a few more beers after that spot you know i went to get some chicken wings and um i had a chicken wrap as well and i had some french fries right just follow me after which i went to my friend's father's house to where i had um what is that oh my god why is it escaping me i see the bottle right in my face it's some type of whiskey or is it bourbon it is bourbon what bourbon was i drinking because this is very important to the story and the corners of the bottle are slender popular bourbons just stick just stick with me don't leave me yet popular bourbons oh come on here we go woodford reserve there we go i was tapped into the woodford reserve and i had woodford reserve and i was mixing it with crayon cherry juice 100 percent. so as a recap i had beer more beer a little bit more beer after that chicken wings chicken wrap french fries um motherfucking woodford reserve cran cherry fast forward to monday right and i wasn't hung over like not even in the slightest i wasn't hung over but i went to go take my morning piss and i can't describe to you what that urine smelled like i felt as though on the outside i was good to go but the inside was dying and i'm saying in my head is that what the inside of my body smells like right now this this rancid putrid smell of just disgustingness it's all so real when the urine left my body and it went into the toilet. I thought the water was going to start boiling up. Like uh, like the Salem witchcraft trials of like the 1600s and shit like that. You now, I mean, if somebody was like left handed, they just fucked around and got the big ass boiling pot of water and threw that bitch up in there. Like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What uh, what hand you writing with over there? Get the tub. <laughs> i a candy ass right in that boiling pot. And very similar to the witchcraft that was happening in 1600, that's what my body was going through. It was it was almost as though some type of poisonous elixir was being concocted to kill like the, the king of Spain or some shit like that. I can't remember the last time I smelled something. That was that pungent. And I was like, nah, I can't go out like this. So the past few weeks or so, I've been eating fruit, you know, sparingly, some blueberries here watermelon here grapes here but after monday i was like absolutely not so i've been on tilt with kombucha water veggies various salads and i um, just getting my body back on track i just started this uh home workout i'm in day two or three of whatever my arms are sore my core is sore and it's not even like i'm doing a lot of things it's just my body is just used To not doing shit. So the moment you start doing shit. Your body like what the hell was you doing brother? You was getting bitches before this. Why are you pushing off of the floor. To and fro. What the hell are you doing? You're doing scissor kicks and fucking. Planks and shit. What the hell are you thinking? Because. Here's the thing they don't tell you. In regards to your physique. Or your eating habits or whatever. Whatever body shape. That you have you will find someone that will be attracted to that body frame. So if you're super cut and ripped and muscular and in shape and doing your business, you will have women that will be attracted to super cut, chiseled, in shape. If you are not so much in shape, but you're keeping yourself together, you can fit all your clothes, you will meet women that like normal looking men. If you develop a dad bod, you will meet women that attracted to dad bods. If you go over the dad bod situation, got a little bit of a gut situation, I mean, your face is fatter, your neck is fatter, your arms are bigger, you will meet women that attracted to that body style. So at no point is anybody ever gonna tell you to change because you're just gonna attract what you exude, which then has people when they're getting fat like nigga i get hoes anyway i get this anyway brr, 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 brr. nobody has said nothing before yes all i do is wear cargos and sweatpants every day but fuck it though know what i'm saying the bitches like it <laughs> <laughs> that shit is unacceptable i don't give a fuck what nobody says if you are operating with a certain body type because of your decision is just how you want to be represented in the world then cool but don't change your body because of lack of discipline and then just put all the onus on women i'm speaking specifically to the fellows ladies so all that shit y'all deal with as far as gaining weight they got nothing to do with me leave me out of it i'm not talking to you i'm talking to the men right now if you're always been a fat boy then be a fat boy but if you're becoming a fat boy come on now bro we can't have that so one day I did what I normally don't do right you look at yourself you know front facing in the mirror You're like okay I still got some abs I still got some physique you go to the side like okay okay this isn't too bad you know it protrudes a little bit but turn around look at what your back looks like that's the mark of somebody that needs to get themselves self in check and that's what I did now, I mean, now I lost 20 pounds. I gained 10 pounds. I lost 15 pounds. Just been fluctuating around 230 so much. So I'm sorry. I've been fluctuating around like 230, and I'm like, all right, I gotta cut this shit. I got to get to 210. I I just got to do it. Chiseled Rambo Week is coming, and the one thing that sparked all of this, very similar to when if you are unconscious and you have smelling salts. You know, if you're playing football, they just need to wake you up. When I inhaled that urine after taking that Monday morning piss, changes had to be made. Speaking of changes, I told all of you I need to get surgery, right? So I spoke with the surgeon on January 17th, which was three days ago. Spoke to him, hollered at him, and I spoke to the surgeon's assistant. We was on three-way. The surgeon told me, hey, Tariq, check this out. You know, I was comparing CAT scans. And from what I'm seeing, I see a noticeable difference between when you took your CAT scan on Halloween and when you took your CAT scan on the 4th. And it's coming to me that if you keep uh, healing at this rate, that you won't need a surgical procedure at all because the nodule will shrink and your lungs seem to be in good condition. You know, I'm happy at the fact that you don't smoke. So what we're going to do is we're going to halt the surgery for right now. And six months from now, we're going to get you in for another CAT scan once for all, just see what's going on. And if the nodule looks how it looks right now in six months, then we'll do the surgery. But what we're slating to happen is you're going to keep getting better. The nodule is going to keep shrinking and there will be no reason for us to do a procedure onto you because initially what they were going to do is a vats procedure video assistant of thoracic thoracic i believe video assisted thoracic surgery and um they was going to put like a mini camera in my body they was going to take a you know a small knife give give me a small incision go exactly where the nodule is remove it stitch me up no harm no foul but then what the one thing that the surgeon or the surgeon's assistant did not anticipate Is the fact that they was looking at the physique of the original. And the original needs no motherfucking surgery. The original is immortal. And the doctor just proved it. Your boy does not need surgery. Surgery. For now, I have to get another CAT scan in June or July. But by then, I'll be in better shape. It's going to be July. My fro is gonna be bigger. My shoe, my jewels are gonna be more shiny. My fingernails are gonna be cut, and I'm gonna be ready for business. God damn it! Do you hear what I'm saying to you? It's not a fucking game out here. I need to give you an update in regards to my working situation. I remember that uh, the last episode, the one prior to Uncle Leon, um, I was telling you guys I have to get a job. Got the job. Uh, the person who gave me the job called me up and offered me a different position. Now, I would love to share with you guys where I'm gonna be working, but why the hell would I do that? Because it only takes one person to not like one thing that I say, then all of a sudden they go drink to my job. Hey, Tariq said such and such and such, and such needs to fire his ass, and then I'm back to being popped. I'm tired of being popped, son. You know what being popped is. I know a lot of you guys operate in this world of. Uh, never being broke or you was only broke when you were 16 and you forgot those days or maybe you've never been broke maybe you've always scammed or you've always been in a position to where your parents have money but i'm just going to speak about my experience and if you look down at me for you know not being the richest person in the world then i understand because i know how this goes you get behind somebody who is seemingly popping right because then it's like all right you're getting in the winner circle if you support somebody who's seemingly women i'm sorry if you're getting behind somebody who's seemingly winning then by proxy you got to be winning because you know how to select winners and this is why people have stylists and they have wardrobe specialists and you know you have people that will wear things and rent them and then give them right back and they will rent cars and videos and you know, everywhere you go, you just see what they want you to see. Whether it's on Instagram, or on Twitter, it's on television. You don't see these people in real life for a reason. And when you see them in real life, where do you see them? You see them in social events. You see them in clubs. You see them in lounges. You see them at premieres. You're not really seeing these people. You don't know what the fuck is going on. So with me, it's like, I, right, Niggas is low on chicken right now. And when you're low on chicken, you start thinking about different ways to eat. Cause literally everything costs. Some as small as yo, let me get some food. How much does the food cost? The food is twelve dollars. Yo, can you add chicken? Now the food is sixteen seventy three. That four seventy three punches you in the chest like, ah that that cuts into the budget for tomorrow. I only have $15 for tomorrow. I wasn't trying to spend more than $15 today. Now $1.73 of the budget tomorrow. Can I get a drink? Can I get the extra chicken? Can I get some veggies? I can't do none of this shit. I still got to put gas in the car. I have a party to go to for my friend's birthday. Oh, this girl, supposed to be going out with her. Uh, i'm saving to get this person a gift and it's just it's just fucking mayhem son you can't do nothing at no time without feeling the burn you know constantly going to your account like fuck son like how much money i got i got you know 150 dollars maybe i can if i can if i can last if this 150 if i can just make it last until next wednesday I should be able to get a few more dollars next Wednesday. Then, you know, if I ask my cousin for some money, you know, I tell him I'll pay him back in a month. That gives me a month to get that bread together. But in the interim, that's just what it is. You feel me? So now, fast forward, uh, the the person that gave me the job calls me and gives me a prestigious, a prestigious position in the company I'm going to be working for. Just off the shelf of my resume, me building relationships, and, you know, me pretty much being the cool guy and you know they was talking about what i'm going to be slated to make i've never had a salaried position in my whole life ever all my jobs they tell me you're going to be making this an hour you know if you work here for a year then you get a fifty. you get a fifty cent raise or you get a dollar fifty raise. So you can go from making fifteen dollars to sixteen fifty if you work here for a year. And then if you make it a year and a half, then you can go up a quarter. So now you're at sixteen seventy five and this this is what it's been for the majority of my life, right? Just bullshit job after bullshit job. No discernible career. So when I'm speaking to the guy and we're going over negotiations in regards to my pay and what I'm gonna be making because you know everything i'm doing right now is entry level so you got to get the entry level pay because i just touched down the building told me what the entry level pay was and he told me what i'm going to be making a year that was the numbers he said he didn't say yo you're gonna be making 25 an hour he didn't say you're gonna be making 35 an hour he told me what i'm gonna be what i'm gonna be making that year and then what i can make in overtime on top of the salary and in my head i'm like wow this is this is what adults go through i'm gonna go through contract negotiations salary negotiations whatever have you you get told what you're making in the interview i ain't never had that shit before you feel me now i wish my negotiation tactics were sm- were, were stronger and more sharp because i'm like yo can you do you think you can bump it up to this and You know, I will mandatorily work these hours, these days, so it won't even look like it's raised. I wish I I had that, but I was just so enamored at the fact that son told me what I was about to make. I'm like, word, Me? We about to go to Sizzler. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You feel what I'm saying? We about to go to the beach, and we about to have some fun in the sun, god damn it. I'm going to bring the sandwiches, and I'm going to get the empty apple juice bottles to put liquor in. It's all on me. It's fucking poppin'. But here's the thing, though. Due to the fact that I was broke for so long, I have to play catch up. So I'm going to be spending so many thousands of dollars to um to be even again. I I'm, I technically will not be making money probably until like June and I start on Monday. So for the next six months, it's not even my Monday. It's not even my money. And that is demoralizing. Because, you know, the first thing you want to do is like, alright, if I got some money, I can pay for this. Oh, these shoes look cool. Oh, I can get a motherfucking chain. Oh, these sneakers are old as hell. Let me cop some new kicks. I go outside. It's fucking It's cold out. I need a coat. The god needs a coat. Maybe with the matching hat. But no, there will be none of that. No coat, no hat, no sneakers, no jewels, no motherfucking sandwiches, no uh empty apple juice bottles with the liquor inside of them, no nothing. Even some as small as the homies hit me up, yo, bro, what you got going on? Ain't nothing, bro, I'm in the crib chilling. I'm saying, bro, like we all got together. Niggas about to order some food and shit like that, watch the game. They'll come through um and shit like that. And then, usually how the conversation goes is, yo, is niggas trying to get the bottle, right? It's the bottle. A group of niggas and a bottle. Maybe two. So now you have a a group of niggas that all put in money to get a singular bottle. But now that I have this job and I know where the money's coming from, and I don't have to scrounge, I don't have to use wit, I don't have to use finesse. I don't have to use scam like tactics. I will now be able to be in a position to where if somebody calls me. To hang out with me. Or if somebody calls me for a housewarming, for a game night, for a birthday function, anything under the sun, I can bring the bottle. I can cop it. And not think about it. Not think about damn how am I gonna eat tomorrow? Cause that's the level of broke we was talking about. And the niggas asked me to cop some Remy, Remy's like $65. I cop a Remy, I'm done. Finished. What am I about to do tomorrow? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If we had plans tomorrow, that shit is over. A a, a bottle of Remy was chopping me in half. Now I can cop the Remy. This is a fucking story of triumph. Now I know what's going on. You sit back. You be like, "Yo, you're a grown man. If you're broke, that's your fault. You're not too good to work at McDonald's. You're not too good. You're not too good to work at Burger King, work at Walgreens. You're a grown ass man living with your aunt." How the fuck are you broke? Get the fuck out of here. I have no sympathy for you. Now, you might not have sympathy for me, but I do have penis for you, and you can suck it, and it's just like that. Get the fuck out of here, son. I'm over here telling you about cool things happening in my goddamn life. You feel me? Your boy is in motion. I'm getting in better shape. I'm doing home workouts. I'm drinking kombucha, nigga. Blueberries. I can afford fruit. I went to the store the other day, and copped $80 worth of fruit and started shrugging like fuck it, I'm about to start working. The $80 is coming back. i never spend $80 on fruit in my life. The whole time. Turning 33 next month and your man is a fruit copper now. Copping copious amounts of fruit and just putting it in my body so I don't have to smell that rancid smell of, of awfulness on my, on my morning urines. Ginger tea, nigga. Red zinger lemon and lime juice you feel what i'm saying to you it's going down in a motherfucking major way you know what i had early this week cucumber juice nigga now you might call it cucumber water but it's the same properties of making juice you put the fucking you put the vibe in the water you shake it up with your right hand not the left hand you shake it up in the fucking strong hand you pour that shit in your cup ah nigga refreshing and delicious i wish i fucking had some hibiscus I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you i don't even know what the fucking biscuits is but i know it belongs in beverages i'm about to drink it because your boy got a job now Rick done got a job and i'm not happy that i have a job i'm happy that I now i'm in a position to where i can cop the bottle i can cop the bottle two things that's the mark of a man can he cop the bottle on, on his own strength and does he worry about having a food budget the days that you don't got to worry about gas and food in the bottle, you just don't worry about it like, all right, let me fuck around and get some food real quick. Oh, yo, niggas hit you up. Yo, so we about to go get some grub and you about to come and you spend an extra $30 for the tip. So you, if your bill's $45, you just give niggas extra 20 or 30. And you don't even think about it. You just spent $70 all in one sitting. Boom. Here, take it. It was, it was good service. Give the waiter this shit. I will be able to do this now. You feel me? It's the fucking small things. I am not. I don't come from an affluent lifestyle. I'm not fucking rich in the slightest. I've never had money. My parents never had fucking money. You understand? My grandparents were a trillion years old when I was born. And my grandparents had 11 children. So I don't know if you're doing the math here, but two people plus 11 more people means no money. No money. Three generations of no chicken. You understand? So now I'm about to be in motion now i'm about to be in the game now i'm about to be able to shrug my shoulders yo rico let's go get some ice cream. let's go get some fucking ice cream nigga yo let's go to the, let's go to the fucking well yo there's a festival let's go to the festival yo we at the lounge i can go to the lounge nigga i've do you know that i've never bought more than two drinks when i've gone to a party those drinks be like 15 to 20 dollars i've never caught more than two like period if, if it's for me And I go to talk to a girl And I buy her a drink That's it nigga No more drink hopping Now I can get Three drinks Three drinks Maybe four I can be with the team And order a round of shots I can do this now And pay my bills And not be Having to be a mad scientist To pay my par- my, my car payment Car insurance Phone bill Credit card bills. Haircut bill, nigga. Swag bill. Mother, I have not used toilet paper in upwards of four years. Disposable wipes, nigga. Liquid soap. The finest of toothbrushes and and toothpaste. I can procure this now. My life is changing. My physique is changing. My finances is changing. My view on the world is changing. This podcast is changing. I'm not depressed, God, no more. I have life. I have it. It's in my body. It's in my. It's in my chest, nigga. It's in my nuts. They. I have hope in my testicles. If you're a woman, you don't know what that's about. So just mind your fucking business. I'm talking to the men here. Ain't nothing better than having hope in your testicles in your sack it's it's just as you're walking it's just all scrunched up underneath your underwear for those of you that wear drawers because a lot of you niggas are disgusting but i'm over here wearing underwear and underneath that layer of cotton is hope i have hope son i fucking see the light at the end of the tunnel i'm about to start making money now i have to take my time from creativity into making money but here's the thing creativity ain't popping when you're broke son because you just sit in the bed like damn look at me my nigga i'm fucking 400 years old no chicken can't cop the bottle what the fuck am i about to do how am i about to entertain the masses with no money what 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 fucking (laughs) oh i'm sorry fucking uh that's atl fucking um oh when the uncle was talking to ti when he was telling ti that his little brother needs to start trapping to put money in the house I, well, I didn't ask for this. There'd be two broke ass little kids and no money. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was not getting no Poontang in that movie, son. What, what was that shit called? The the Cuddy? That nigga was eating the biggest bowl of cereal known to man, cleaning up the most offices and getting no Poontang, son. I would be fucking a curmudgeon if I was in the crib, too. But yeah, man, that's what's happening. Your yeah, boy. It's in the game. This this whole podcast dedicated to me getting my life together. If you don't tell me congratulations, you legitimately can suck my dick, son. And I'm going to be very rude about it. And here's another thing about me. I will actually fight you. I'll, I will say discouraging words right back. I'll fight whoever you put into my face. Whoever you think your protector is, I'll fight them too. Because I am happy. Before I fucking uh opened up this laptop and recorded this show, I drank water. I am fucking... I'm refreshed. My thirst is quenched. I don't have that that dry taste in my mouth. No money. That's not happening anymore. Your boy is in motion. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I will speak to you niggas on Monday.